I'm Sam Patterson. Welcome to Beyond the Hour of Code. Episode 1, Learning Through Programming. You've heard of students learning to program, and there's a lot of tools out there to help students learn to program. Let's talk instead about learning through programming. This is the idea that Mitchell Resnick, designer of Scratch, has talked about a number of times, where students can learn more about their content when they're creating a computer program that interacts with that content. This is a real sea change. The idea is that teachers can use programming as a central activity in a content area lesson. When we ask students to make meaning with programming, we can often improve the cognitive complexity of the learning in our classroom. One of my favorite examples is a simple matching worksheet. Let's say you're working with kindergarten students and they're learning the initial sounds and letters of animal names. A matching worksheet would have animals like goats, giraffes, cats, and caterpillars on one side and the letters G and C on the other. As a worksheet, this is an individual activity and the learning takes place at a desk. If we enlarge the images on the worksheet and put them on the floor, we can ask students to work in small groups to navigate a robot from the animal to the letter that begins the animal's names. So the kids are still learning a matching sounds lesson, but there's a lot more going on here. The original learning goals are still there and in full effect. We look at the animal, we try to figure out what the initial sound is, we reinforce that by navigating to that initial sound. In addition, we've layered on some learning goals about resource management and communication. Even if by some miracle, we had enough robots for every student to have their own, we manufacture scarcity and underdeploy resources to support social learning goals. In other words, we make the students share robots in order to practice talking with each other, managing turns, roles, and resources. If you're teaching them to share something no one wants, how challenging is that? So we use the robot to not only reinforce our original learning goals, but to layer another set of social learning goals on top of it. So we've transformed this individual desk work into robot group work. And that's part of how we learn through programming. The focus of the lesson is still sounds and letters, but the tool we're using to get at that is robots instead of worksheets. While we can think about robots replacing worksheets or augmenting worksheets, programming doesn't require robots or even tablet computers. When I talk about learning through programming, I'm really talking about finding meaningful ways to get students thinking and working together using the ideas of programming. What many people don't see is that programming is a mode of expression. A computer program is a text that's created by a person or group of people, and it goes out into the world and people interact with it. As a former English teacher, I was always trying to get my students to create a text that could go out into the world and do some work. And computer programs can do that in a way that students understand much more quickly than they understand, say, the functioning of a paragraph in the real world. In future episodes, we'll talk about specific lessons that use programming to amplify the learning in the classroom. But for the rest of this episode, what we're going to talk about is the types of learning that we can have access to in a programming context or the different types of thinking you can introduce in your class by bringing programming in. 
Um, if we were to ask the question, what difference does it make when we program in class or when we program as part of a lesson, there's three pretty good reasons to do it or three pretty good answers to that question. When we bring programming into a lesson that didn't use programming previously, we create an opportunity for deeper cognition, parallel repetition, and novel performance-based group interaction. Deeper cognition basically means that students spend more time with the content because they're trying to solve a problem connected to it or a puzzle of expression that is programming. So if they're programming <clears throat> about a math problem, instead of just rushing to the answer, they have to spend some time working with how the math problem is solved that they wouldn't do otherwise. That deeper cognition happens because they have to think critically and closely about something and they have to break it down into steps and then they have to sequence those steps. Sequencing is one of those things that especially at the younger grade levels is very helpful for creating reading readiness and just building logic and understanding. So when we ask students to program about something, that act of breaking it down into a number of discrete steps and sequencing those steps correctly really supports learning. Parallel repetition is also an important part of programming. In the younger grades, when we're working in groups, if the students are using a B-Bot to navigate to the answer, for a math problem or to navigate the sequence of steps, then they will be planning that course, talking about the route the robot has to take, talking about the start point and the end point time and time again. So instead of this being a simple activity that they go through once, it is a reiterative discussion about the steps the robot needs to take that parallel repetition is really important, especially when we're learning new material, to really spend a lot of time with it. So whether it's the planets in first grade or something else, just being able to work with that information time and time again, spending more time on it, being able to use programming as part of a curricular spiral where you're covering content in different ways. When programming comes in, parallel repetition is a big part of what the benefit is. The last reason that programming is really an amazing and transformative thing to bring into a lesson is because especially when you construct the lesson as a group interaction, you can create very unique performance-based situations that can help students realize previously undiscovered strengths. Many of the teachers I work with tell me that when they're programming in class, different students shine than when they're reading in class or when they're discussing math in class. So programming will be something that students have a differing level of comfort with, just like all of the skills in our classroom. And having it on the menu gives a wider range of students access to strategies that help them feel confident and successful and have value in their peer group. 
when a student is able to have something that the other students want or to know something that the other students need to know to be able to help them with his knowledge and information or her knowledge and information uh, that can really influence peer relationships so while I love programming in class because of all the learning that happens I acknowledge that some of that learning is social and programming allows me to help a wider range of students have access to social success and find ways to contribute to the class community. Be sure to check out the other great shows on TeacherCast.net, a place where teachers help teachers.